the Republican Party endorses Hackback and security advice for Pokemon Go. These stories and more coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabra. We start today's report with a look at the just-concluded Republican National Convention. Its delegates not only nominated Donald Trump and Mike Pence for president and vice president, but approved a platform that includes a controversial plank on cybersecurity. I'll get to that provocative provision in a moment. The platform takes a tough stand against Russia and China. It characterizes cyber attacks from those two nations as operations that are part of a warfare strategy during peacetime. And it says the U.S. response should cause these online adversaries diplomatic, financial, and legal pain by curtailing visas for guilty parties, freezing their assets, and pursuing criminal actions against them, actions the Obama administration has taken in some cases. The Republican platform also calls for exploring the possibility for a free market for cyber insurance, protecting the cyber supply chain to ensure against contamination of components, including those made in offending countries, as well as boosting the cyber workforce with assistance of the military, business, and the hacker community. Now here's the controversial part. The platform makes clear that users have a self-defense right to deal with hackers as they see fit. For many in the cybersecurity community, that's an endorsement of Hackback. Hackback gives private enterprises and individuals the right to retaliate against cyber attacks. And at the moment, Hackback is illegal in the United States. The concept of Hackback does not sit well with the cybersecurity community. It's crazy because users don't have the right to deal with hackers as they see fit. We have laws regulations about how to proceed when they're hacking. That's Jody Westby. She's chief executive of the cybersecurity advisory firm Global Cyber Risks. This notion that people can just be cowboys is actually very risky to them. It can actually deter or even defeat investigations because often data is damaged or destroyed in the process, and very few people are skilled to do this. Bruce Schneier is one of the nation's top encryption specialists and has authored a number of books and articles on cybersecurity, and he gives two reasons why hackback is a bad idea. One, attribution is hard. Schneier points out the wrong party could be victimized, such as a business whose computers were secretly commandeered by the hacker. Two, we as a nation eschew vigilante justice for a really good reason. We actually don't want citizens to deal with criminals as they see fit. That's called anarchy, and it's bad. And Schneier questions what the term as see fit means. If I am hacked, I believe you did it, am I allowed to firebomb your house? Let's be a little more cyber. Am I allowed to hack your car and make you crash? The law is that if you walk by your neighbor's house, look in his window, and see the thing that he stole from you yesterday, you are not allowed to break into the house and take it back. That's the law. Why did the Republicans include Hackback in its platform? The platform doesn't say. We reached out to the Republican Party a few days back to get an explanation why its delegates want to legalize Hackback. We're still awaiting a response. On his campaign website, Trump hardly mentioned cybersecurity. Trump's campaign site does call for the United States to take strong protections against Chinese hackers. Cybersecurity came up in an interview with the New York Times published on Thursday. A Times reporter asked Trump, whether he would use cyber weapons before using military force to retaliate to a cyber attack. Trump's reply, cyber is absolutely a thing of the future and the present. Look, we're under cyber attack. Forget about them. And we don't even know where it's coming from. 
the Times reporter said. Some days we do, and some days we don't. Trump's response, because we're obsolete. Right now, Russia and China in particular, and other places. The Times, would you support the United States not only developing as we are, but fielding cyber weapons as an alternative? Trump answers, yes, I am a fan of the future, and cyber is the future. We'll leave it to you to decide what Trump's responses mean. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. You've heard the reports. Players of the location-based augmented reality mobile game Pokemon Go have been victimized by robbers, hit by cars, and shot at by suspicious homeowners. Is Pokemon Go getting out of control? My colleague Matt Schwartz has been looking into this, and he joins me. Hi, Matt. Hi, Eric. Well, Matt, is Pokemon Go getting a bit out of hand? I think it reveals longstanding problems that we've known about if you want to talk about the human condition when it comes to security. In this case, that centers on both physical security as well as virtual security. Have we seen this level of craziness before? I think so. I think when you look at passwords for websites, we see a similar disregard for foundational concepts that a lot of people who are well-versed in security certainly know about, but which the public at large, despite numerous efforts to warn them about the dangers of insecure passwords that aren't stored securely, the public just doesn't seem to be getting that message. Pokemon Go is taking those shortcomings and making them writ large. There are sponsors of the game, McDonald's for one, and the game's creator, Niantic. Should they be responsible to warn players about the physical and virtual risks of Pokemon Go? No. I don't think it's the fault of these organizations if users act stupidly. Just as if you use a GPS in your car and you're adjusting it while you drive and you hit someone, that is your fault. You need to be aware of your surroundings. Now, there is an exception in terms of trying to educate children and also get their parents to warn children about some of the dangers that might be involved if you're playing a game such as Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is about to be rolled out in Japan, and the Japanese government has provided some guidance to mitigate the risks associated with the game. What are some of the warnings? Japanese government isn't the only official body or government agency to put out some recommendations relating to safety. But obviously, Japan is the epicenter of cute virtual creatures. This is where Pokemon has come from. The fact that there's been such a firestorm of interest in the game before it's even come out in Japan means that things are probably going to go through the roof once it debuts in Japan. The Japanese government's cybersecurity organization that reports to the cabinet has put out a nine-point safety guide. And it's a lot of what you might think would be common sense stuff, although obviously if you're a kid, you might not know it yet. Things such as using cool names that are different from your real name is one of the recommendations. Another is to beware fake versions of Pokemon Go, since we've already seen hackers attempting to sneak malware onto people's phones by faking them out with a version of Pokemon Go that isn't real or that includes malware. Have you tried playing Pokemon Go? Not yet. I was on vacation, and part of that included using my iPhone as little as possible. So you will play? Definitely. I would like to see how it works. I have some experience with Ingress, 
which was a previous augmented reality game put out by Niantic. And I'm interested to see how this game brings Pokemon into the equation. It's an interesting step forward. It makes a lot of sense. And I've heard anecdotally from friends who have children, or at least they blame it on the children, that they're getting outside a lot more. There's a lot less time in front of YouTube or in front of the computer inside the house. And frankly, the kids want to go outside more, which however you view Pokemon Go, I think is a step in the right direction. Have fun, Matt. Thanks very much. Finally, a look at the link between breaches and the IT security workforce. Breaches are bad, right? But there's a positive outcome of hacks, jobs. Headlines about one cyber incident after another serve as recruiting tools for careers in cybersecurity. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics has an occupation category known as Information Security Analyst. It's a catch-all category the government uses to describe a number of IT security jobs. And since last summer, the size of the Information Security Analyst workforce in the United States grew by 9%. That's according to an ISMG analysis of BLS data. Karen Evans is National Director of the U.S. Cyber Challenge and she sees the surge in the IT security workforce resulting from the growing number of cyber incidents. The whole healthcare industry needs to hire people to help them because they're becoming really big victims of ransomware. BLS researchers concur with Evans. Its Occupational Outlook Handbook states, as the healthcare industry expands its use of electronic medical records, ensuring patients' privacy and protecting personal data are becoming more important. More information security analysts are likely to be needed to create the safeguards that will satisfy patients' concerns. According to the BOS, employment in the information security analyst occupation is seen growing by 18% from 2014 to 2024. In some IT fields, the growth for IT security specialists will be even greater. BLS projects a 36% increase for information security analysts working in computer systems design and related services. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.